and welcome to the Maluli Asset Management Podcast for March 13th, 2013. This is Brendan, and today Tom and I are going to be talking about 401k accounts and how they actually have more options than most people know about. Why don't people know about these options that they have? It's too bad. There's really uh, a lot of wonderful changes that are happening right now, and we're going to walk through uh, the, one of the most important ones and it's really unfortunate because when you talk to uh, folks that have a 401k at work, they're just not getting the information. It might be posted on a website or it comes in a long form letter and no one has really taken the time to understand that. And that's been a problem with 401ks from the very beginning. There's been no advice and no guidance on what is arguably for most people the largest pool of money that they have. Yeah. So you said even from the beginning, so why don't we start at the beginning and cover the infancies of 401k account? Okay. So 401k is actually, that's the, the section of the IRS tax code that created these retirement plans. You know, before they were created in 1978, the only real retirement plan that was out there for most people were pension plans, defined benefit pension plans, and, and they work just the opposite of how 401ks work. With a pension plan, uh, it's based on what your salary is for a certain period of time, and then they calculate how much is going to have to be, be put away and then paid out to you in the future. It's a, more of a future value of a pool of cash. With a 401k, you're actually deferring your own income. So you're putting your own money into a 401k plan. And uh, what happened as these plans started to evolve is companies started to make a small matching contribution as well. Uh, that's disappeared over the last couple of years. But the main thing was that now employees could start uh, taking a little more control of their own retirement and put their own money away for retirement. It was started really as an addition to a pension plan, but it really became an alternative over time. And there were very limited choices when these plans began, Brendan. There was just really a, a savings fact of feature that you would put in money and it would earn a certain amount of money and then uh, that was it. There was really not a whole lot to choose from when it, when it came to that. Pretty simple stuff. Yeah. Okay, so we just talked about how the 401k account went into effect in January of 1980. I'm sure it grew a little bit during those very early years. What happened? Okay, uh, there were still a lot of companies that were reluctant to start. The, one of the very first 401k plans was right here in New Jersey with Johnson & Johnson. They were one of the first early adapters of the 401k. But as these plans started to become a little more popular, and from the uh, employer side of the table, they become very popular because it gave them um, an alternative to massively funding a huge pension liability. So as these plans started gaining in popularity, they started offering different types of investments that were available, not just CDs or savings, things like that. They started offering mutual funds inside the 401k accounts. Again, the choices were really, really limited. 
But again, more than anything else, there was no guidance. There was no advice being offered to any of the participants. And so it took a long time for people to really catch on that, that hey, I should enroll in my 401k when I start working and I should really start to you know, contribute to this. It was, it was kind of a culture change for a lot of people because you know, prior to the 401k, they were used to seeing a certain amount in their paycheck. Now they had to defer it. The other feature about an employee contributing to their 401k plan is the money came out pre-tax. So it actually lowered their taxable income and increased their savings for retirement. There were really a lot of benefits uh, to this, but not a lot of features. Again, the, the no advice thing, though, was, was really the big, the big deal in the early years for these plans. Yeah, because these were brand new for people, so they didn't understand anything about them. Right, yeah. Um, so 401k accounts really continued to grow through the 90s and early 2000s. What happened then? Okay. As these plans really started to take off, and, and now it's hard to find a big company that doesn't offer a 401k, the, you started to see a lot of changes going on and a lot more uh, customization than what they were used to seeing in the past. And so we saw some companies adding lots and lots of mutual funds to their menu. Uh, some companies had close to 200 mutual funds. That's just way too much for most people to figure out. Other companies said, we have too many choices now, we're going to subtract some mutual funds. It's very interesting though, with all this adding and subtracting that was going on, I read a statistic somewhere, I'd have to look up exactly where I saw it, but there's a, a number floating around that close to 80% of people who enroll in their 401k plan, they make their investment choices on the day they enroll in the plan, 80% of them never make a change again wow. in the asset allocation, where the money's going into their plan. And so you run into these uh, scenarios where you know the S&P for 10 years didn't make any money uh, from the year 2000 through that entire decade, no gains. So even though your 401k may look like it's making money, a lot of times I'll have to remind a client, hey, that, you know, how much of that it was your own money in the last 10 years going into that plan? You, your underlying investments didn't make any uh, returns. It's really just a factor of your own savings. And most people really miss that point. And so it's great having uh, different options available uh, but you got to know when to make changes, when to make moves in your 401k, and that's something that we really help people with a lot. And again, in that that period of the late 80s through the 90s and into the 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 new century, there was still no advice. It was goofy. People would call up the 800 number for their uh, 401k plan, or they would go online. And they would speak with a representative from the um, administrator of the plan. And they would be able to tell them, this mutual fund is a uh, large cap growth fund. Uh, this other mutual fund is uh, focused mainly on small caps or international funds, whatever. But they could never tell them, hey, you should put your money into that international fund because it's really you know, the place to be right now. They were prohibited right. from it's giving purely investment. informational stuff it's exactly right okay yeah so, so a lot of uh a lot of information but not what people really needed yeah sounds that way yeah and this so this 
period from the late 80s, the, the late 80s, the 1990s, and even into the new century, there's a lot of changes, a lot of dynamic growth going on in, in the 401k market, but the overriding factor, again, still no advice for the participants in the plan. Right. And then in 2006, um, there was the Pension Protection Act. What effect did that have on 401k accounts? Okay. Um, the, the Pension Protection Act in, in 2006, it actually took a few years to get implemented, but it was originally written in 2006, really sprung from Enron. And Enron was uh, in the later stages of their collapse, and the um, one of the chief officers of the company was begging employees to go out and buy Enron stock in their 401k. And a lot of employees did. And not only did they lose their job, but their retirement plan was wiped out. And now they're, because the company went bust, their pension was now uh, taken over by the government. I mean, it was just a mess. So they came, Congress came out with this Pension Protection Act some of the things that uh, were created through this Pension Protection Act were uh, things like uh, allowing self-directed brokerage accounts to flourish. They had already started, but it now opened it up to a much bigger audience. It also allowed investment advisors to offer advice. There were a lot of changes that happened, but these uh, prior to Enron and uh, this Pension Protection Act in 2006, the, the limited choices that they had in the plan were a big problem. What was happening was, you know, in a typical 401k plan, you might see 20 mutual funds to choose from in your investment menu. And out of those 20, there might be 15 that are large cap growth funds. They're all essentially the same type of investment. And along with those 15 large cap growth funds, you had maybe one small cap fund, one international fund, a bond fund. There just weren't that many choices. And large cap growth stocks were out of favor uh, from early 2000 through 2010. They were really underperforming compared to small caps and mid cap stocks. And so what's happening now is employers were being sued by their employees because they didn't offer enough diversification in the plan. So these self-directed brokerage accounts that really have now come on the scene you know, quite strongly over the last couple of years, they're also called SDBAs. They now offer way more investment choices uh, to the participants. Okay, so let's talk a little bit more about what these self-directed brokerage accounts allow. The, the main thing that participants are now permitted to do is they can move a portion and in some plans they can move all of their uh, dollars over to a brokerage account. Um, the big leaders in that field right now are Charles Schwab and TD Ameritrade. There are others like Fidelity that are getting into the mix, but uh, it's a brokerage account inside your 401k. So you can move money through what some of them call a brokerage window or a channel. You can move money over to a self-directed brokerage account and uh, the money is not taxed as a distribution. It's not a withdrawal from your plan. It's just another vendor that's available to you in your plan. And once the money lands in the brokerage account, now you've got 
far more options to invest in. Um, for instance, I'll just give you an example. We've got a plan where uh, participants can move 50% of their assets over to Charles Schwab, and then they can choose among all of the funds that are on the Schwab OneSource platform. That's 3,200 mutual funds. Uh, we've got another plan where participants can move 100% of their assets over to Charles Schwab, and they can buy individual stocks if they want. So there's a wide variety of choices. It gives people an opportunity to work with an advisor. Uh, it also gives uh, the ability for participants to pay investment advisor fees straight from their account. So really, there's nothing stopping individual investors with a 401k plan from working with an advisor with a self-directed brokerage account and getting some real diversification in their plans. So it really, it really does help quite a bit. Okay, so what's going on right now in 2013 with these SDBAs? Well, they, they really have grown. Uh, right now, there's a, a, a large percentage of the bigger 401k plans now offer a self-directed brokerage option. Smaller plans, still going to take some time for those to come along. The, the biggest problem, however, Brendan, is that even though close to 40% of large companies now offer these self-directed brokerage accounts inside their 401k plans, a lot of participants don't even know about them. So it's a real problem and they need to know about this because it'll only help them uh, save more money and grow that pool of assets that they're ultimately going to retire on. The, the thing now that I think we really need to focus on is there there aren't very many companies left that offer a pension plan as a retirement option. And so the 401k plan now has become the primary way for individuals to sock money away for retirement. And if you've been a buy and hold investor, you haven't really done that well over the last few years. Now, we also want to caution people that when we talk about different investments and different securities in these presentations, they don't represent any past specific recommendations of Maluli Asset Management. And this presentation is not a recommendation to buy or sell any of the securities that we mentioned during the course of the video. If you're relying on a video or a podcast for investment advice, we think that you might be making a huge mistake. So we strongly urge our listeners to consult with their investment advisor before they make a decision to buy or sell any kind of investment. Now, if you don't have an investment advisor, you feel free to get in touch with us. You can find us on the web at maluli.net. That's M-U-L-L-O-O-L-Y.net. Or you can call us at 732-223-9000. Okay, so today we learned that 401k accounts actually have a lot more options than most people know about. And that's it for the podcast. So we'll see you next week. Thank you.